You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC on today's show. Tennessee has their guy, at least their athletic director. We heard rumblings they were going to try to make that higher before the week ends. And Danny White coming over from UCF, now the new Tennessee athletic director. So they move swiftly with that hire. What it means, we'll talk with Jeff Sharon, who's been covering uh, UCF for many years. He'll give us the inside perspective on Danny White and what he'll bring to the volunteers and their next order of business, hiring a head coach. Who are some names to look out for? We'll discuss that with Jeff Sharon. And also, we'll continue going out to the College Gridiron Showcase in Fort Worth. Plenty of SEC players out there preparing, getting ready for the next level. we got some interviews with Jordan Peters, former DB for the Auburn Tigers, and a couple of uh, defensive players from the Arkansas Razorbacks, Xavier Kelly and Jerry Jacobs, will join us. So uh, looking forward to that. We really enjoyed catching up with Colin Hill yesterday from South Carolina. But uh, Jordan Peters from Auburn and Jerry Jacobs and Xavier Kelly from Arkansas are going to join us today. Looking forward to that. And then uh, just a little look ahead on Monday's show, we're going to be joined by Auburn wide receiver Eli Stove. So you don't want to miss that. That'll be on Monday's Locked on SEC. But let's jump right into it. Danny White hired as the new Tennessee athletic director. It has been a rough year for Tennessee. Of course, athletic director Philip Fulmer announced uh, he will retire once the university finds a replacement. So uh, already let go Jeremy Pruitt. But uh, Danny White comes over from UCF where he was a tremendously successful athletic director. The uh, statement from Chancellor Plowman said Danny White is an innovative leader in college athletics with a strong track record in recruiting and developing leaders. He brings a winning attitude, competitive drive, and dedication. So his first order of business will be hiring the next football coach for the Tennessee Volunteers. Tons of names already being floated out there, but uh, the UCF program won a lot of games under his watch. Scott Frost, obviously a head coach there, and ended up leaving for the Nebraska job, and Josh Heupel took over, and they've won a lot of games with Josh Heupel. So to get the UCF perspective, let's catch up with Jeff Sharon, who's been covering uh, the UCF football team and athletics for uh, several years now. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Sharon. And Jeff, man, the big news of the last 24 hours or so that uh, the University of Tennessee, we knew, we heard rumblings they were going to move fast on an athletic uh, director hire, and boy, did they ever. I mean, the same week that they announced that Phil Fulmer stepping down and they're firing Jeremy Pruitt, here we are, Danny White coming over from Central Florida. I guess first and foremost, what... uh, What's the legacy that Danny White leaves behind at UCF? Well, wow. I mean, first, he leaves behind a tremendous legacy, and that's why I think this, this particular move for UCF fans is not surprising, but it is shocking. Um, he, you got to remember, in 2015, Danny White came here from the university at Buffalo. All right, And at that time, interestingly enough, George O'Leary was not only the head football coach, but was the acting athletic director. Uh, Todd Stansbury had just left for Georgia Tech, and O'Leary was installed as the as the acting AD. And in the meantime, UCF football was 0 and 8. Um, a bunch of the other programs were in some were in various forms of disarray. So O'Leary is essentially forced to resign, and President John Hitt at the time hires Danny White, and his first job was to hire Scott Frost, 
lo and behold, six and seven, thirteen and zero. We know how that went. And then and then Heupel hired, or, or then he hired, uh, and then Danny White obviously hired Josh Heupel along with Randy Santa to be the defensive coordinator. And UCF football is instantly on the map as a as a, a national figure. Uh, it has a has a national profile. Um, and the thing that I think that you know, Vols fans that you know may not know right away about Danny White. And yeah, everyone talks about how you know he declared UCF national champions in 2017 when they were the only team to finish undefeated. And that was really what kind of put UCF on the map and, and made a, uh, and, and made them a national story for an entire year, a calendar year, basically. But Danny White did an amazing job with hiring coaches, uh, all the way up and down, uh, up and down the ledger. Um, his, his hires for you know men's basketball, Johnny Dawkins, Women's basketball, Katie Abrahamson Henderson have been home runs. Um, Greg Lovelady at baseball, Cindy Ball Malone at softball, all those Olympic sports that, um, that I know SEC fans really do care about, uh, as part of, you know, improving the profile of their, of their programs. Danny White did a great job hiring coaches at UCF. And so, uh, and not to mention the fact that he also really stepped up the fundraising for UCF. Um, he, he and his staff were very creative in, in improving UCF's game day experience at not just football, but several other sports. He really totally flipped the culture of UCF in just, in just five short years. So, um, so it's, it's really, uh, it's really hard for UCF fans to see him go right now. Yeah. You mentioned, I mean, Scott Frost obviously had great success there. Josh Heupel is has been carrying that on at, at UCF, and so some great football hires there. That's going to be the next question that you know Vol fans are wondering is who's going to be the head coach. But I think what I like about just reading reading about Danny White, we know he was very vocal uh, when he was at UCF, but he's a young guy. I mean, right around forty years of age. Like you normally don't see that for a lot of these, you know, the the big SEC programs. It's they bring in an athletic director, and it's a guy in his fifties or sixties or whatever. And I like you get some youth here, but. Uh, he's got to know what he's stepping into, right? It's a little bit of a hornet's nest right now with NCA violations and possibly the hammer coming down. I, I haven't seen specific shit on the contract, but I got to think they're giving him some kind of long-term commitment saying, look, you're not going to be judged by anything that happens in these next couple of years. Well, here's the thing about Danny White. Yeah, he's around, you know, he's in his, he's in his late thirties. He doesn't turn 40 yet, but, he comes from a very distinguished athletic executive family. Remember, his father was the athletic director at Duke for a long time. Actually, just announced that he was retiring at the end of this year. Uh, his brother is also the athletic director at Florida Atlantic, uh, and that program has seen some has has been on the upswing uh, uh, of late. So, you know, sure his his age is young, but he's he's not inexperienced to, to say the least, and he's been around college athletics his whole life he actually played basketball at notre dame uh so and if there's a, and if there's one thing that he knows how to do it's a reclamation project he did it at buffalo um i mean and buffalo was bare, let, let's not forget buffalo was barely an fbs program barely an fbs program at, at the time when he came in there and look what they've done in the mac they've won a couple mac championships that's a that's a serious program that they have up there um, at Buffalo now. Look at what he did at UCF. Rescued it from the rubble that was the smoldering wreckage of George O'Leary and, you know, turned it into a, a national brand. You know, UCF hosted College Game Day on ESPN uh, in 2018. 
Um, UCF's football stadium has now has a national reputation as one of the toughest places to play because it's it, because it gets packed. And guess what? UCF sold out its stadium for the first time under uh, since the, uh, under Danny White and his team's uh, ability to uh, to sell tickets and sell the, and sell the UCF experience. Um, you know, there's a lot now. Is this this is a de- obviously a different kind of reclamation project at Tennessee? But the one thing that Danny White will be able to do at Tennessee that he really couldn't do at UCF or Buffalo is well, he's going to have that massive SEC budget to work with, uh, and you know that's one of the things that we've always said down here in Orlando. You know, imagine what we could do with an SEC TV payout every year. <laughs> you know, UCF is still. You know, UCF is still, you know, it, obviously the TV money is better than it was um, when UCF was in Conference USA, um, but it's nowhere near what you've seen at the SEC. So um, there's a, you know, and, and as we know, in college sports, money talks. Last thing for you, Jeff, speaking on that, where do you think Danny's going to look for the next head coach? And, you know, with Tennessee kind of knowing what's coming, I mean, they're going to, you're probably going to have a loss of scholarships, a postseason ban, you know, whatever the NCAA is going to decide to hand down on them. At least they've come forward early and said, hey, we've done an internal investigation. investigation. Here's what we found. We let go of these coaches and all this. Please go easy on us, NCAA. But where do you think Danny's going to look for the next head coach for the Vols? Well, we've seen what he's done with UCF so far and with Buffalo. Remember, he he hired Lance Leipold at Buffalo, and Lance Leipold is still there. I think I, I think actually Lance would be a very good option for Tennessee uh, for Tennessee at this point, um, considering what he's been able to do with that offense. Uh, and then also, you know, I think from Tennessee fans in particular, you know, they've been they've had a defensive coach in Pruitt uh, for quite some time. You know, I I think their fans really want somebody who can uh, who's going to be on the offensive side of the ball and really crank up the the Vols offense because look at what LSU did last year. I mean, it, it, it was the final victory of the spread offense was LSU rampaging through the SEC with a spread offense and doing what they did. And then we've seen, you know, obviously Alabama has shown has shown you know it's become a lot more spread curious these days. I think that's what Tennessee fans want. They want to they want a high powered productive offense and you know you see and Danny White has hired two you know brilliant offensive minds uh at UCF in Scott Frost and Josh Heupel and they were both uh coordinators of high octane offenses in major conferences Frost came over from Oregon where he was the uh, offensive coordinator and uh and of course uh, Heupel came over from Mizzou uh, initially, and also, you remember, he was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma at his alma mater for quite some time, too. <laughs> so I would imagine that's exactly where he would go for that as well. I, I would look for a high-octane offensive coordinator from a major college football program, um, you know, and, and you're going to see a major change in how the Vols run things on the offensive side of the ball. Well, I'm sure most Vol fans would take that, and uh, look, uh, they're just hoping to avoid the the death I'm penalty. I'm sure they'll take anything <laughs> at this point. In that program, I mean, I hate saying it, but like Tennessee's program right now, like you said, is in dire straits. I mean, they need something to happen quick, and 
this is the first step toward that, right? I mean, when you got reports of them handing out McDonald's bags of cash, I think they'll take uh, any kind of good news they can get. But it certainly seems like the news of Danny White taking over is is a great uh, hire for University of Tennessee, and we'll see where they go from here. Jeff Sharon, uh, be covering UCF for a long time. Black and Gold Banneret.com is the website. Uh, congrats to uh, UCF, man. I, I, I wonder if. Uh, Danny White's going to be putting up the national champion banner, though, in his office. Do you think that's going to come with him? <laughs> we're going to try, like, we're, we're going to try, like, heck, to try and keep that stuff down here. But you know, we'll <laughs> still always have that. We'll still always have that that YouTube clip. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll just play that on a loop on the on the on the stadium video board every day, and that'll that'll be our tribute to Danny White all the time. Hey, I've already seen it floated that they should uh that they should go ahead and schedule a home and home with uh, Tennessee and UCF while they're at it in this process. I think I'm all for be, it. <laughs> I think that would be I'm awesome. All for it. Let's make it. Let's make it happen tomorrow. Jeff Sharon, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. All right, Chris. Good talking. You talk to you later. Thanks a lot, Jeff Sharon. There of uh, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Sharon. Been doing it for a long time, covering UCF and uh, giving us a perspective on Danny White taking over now as the Tennessee athletic director. All right. While we return, our interview with Jordan Peters from the Auburn football team. That's next. Hope you're ready for a fun weekend of really the final weekend of football action. I mean, we've got the Super Bowl after this, but after that, we got to wait several long months before we get football back. So that means AFC Championship, NFC Championship. I want to get in on the action. I want to put my money where my mouth is. If I feel a certain way, if I like Green Bay, if I like Tampa Bay, if I like Buffalo, if I like Kansas City, is Mahomes going to be healthy? Whatever the case is. There is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust when it comes to betting, and that is betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, and you want to use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. we got SEC basketball games. We've got NBA action. If, you got a, if you're a fan of a certain NBA team and you feel like you want to bet on them one way or the other, really, if you're a fan of an NBA team and they're just bad, why not bet against them? You can do whatever you want. But do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action now. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It is Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get in on the action. NFC, AFC title games this weekend. God, so many more months till football comes back. Let's make it count. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and some more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball. They got the NFL game picks for this weekend and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. We're all along here, Locked On SEC. We'll be catching up with some former SEC Football players throughout the week. A lot of guys out in Fort Worth, Texas this week at the uh, College Gridiron Showcase. Having a chance to uh, talk with some scouts from across the NFL, the CFL, all different professional uh, football leagues. And a guy that uh, catching up with now, former Auburn Tiger defensive back Jordan Peters joins us now on the uh, podcast. Jordan, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? How you doing? Doing good, man. What has this experience been like for you so far this week? I know with, uh, you know, we're living in different times now with COVID and all that and very different kind of uh, avenues to uh, prepare for the draft and prepare for, uh, 
you know, uh, potentially playing the next the next level. What has the uh, College Gridiron Showcase been like this week? He's uh, been it's been fun. I've been meeting a whole bunch of guys from around the country, uh, a whole bunch of different schools. So I always enjoy meeting new people. Um, we've been getting some great information about just life after football and then getting into football. So it's, it's just been a real informative time. It was uh, interesting. I saw the other day that uh, a lot of your your fellow teammates at Auburn announcing that they uh, deciding to come back uh, for another year. I saw Smoke Monday announce he's he's coming back, and mm-hmm. you know a couple different guys. Uh, have you talked to any of those guys? How tough was their decision to uh, come back and play for a new head coach in uh, in Brian Harson? Uh, I, I talked to a couple of them. You know, I, I feel like their decision wasn't hard. They they know that they can play. They know that. Any under, under any coach that that coach is going to see that they can play. So uh, those guys they come back to to make a statement. So uh, I'm excited to see them play. What what was the season like for you guys? I mean, obviously with all the questionable stuff with, with COVID and you know, are we playing a game this week? Are we not and all that? But you know, you guys the the offense struggled at times. It was a little inconsistent. Your defense was pretty solid all year with, with Kevin Steele, but. You know, you finished the season six and four before the bowl game, and that's that's pretty darn good. And then to hear that, you know, Gus Malzahn uh, is let go. Uh, what was the overall feeling or your takeaways from this season? Yeah, just me being honest, I, this was the closest I've been with the team my four years being there, and uh, I'm pretty sure anybody else on the team would say the same thing. Just from all the adversity that we did go through with Corona, with the social injustices, with uh, yeah, Coach Malzahn getting let go. Uh, all that just brought us closer, uh, to be honest. Yeah, we understand that adversity is going to happen. We've always been built on that. But uh, adversity just makes you stronger. Pressure builds dominance. I saw you uh, You actually finished uh, sixth on the team in, in tackles this year, but a big guy that y'all were missing for much of the year. How much did did you guys miss having K.J. Britt out there down the stretch of the year? Uh, yeah, we, 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 of course, miss K.J. K.J., uh, he's a playmaker. He's Big big hit guy, big play guy. Uh, when he's out there, he's always gonna make a game changing play. So uh, we we definitely miss miss KJ out there. But Owen and uh, Zacoby, they definitely stepped up and played amazing. Talking with uh, Jordan Peters, of course, uh, defensive back from the Auburn Tigers. Uh, you're getting yourself ready for the next level. What are you hearing from uh, some of the scouts and some of the pro teams that you've talked with about? maybe what you need to work on or continue to develop in your game to uh, have success at the next level? Uh, just right now, uh, just they just want to see me uh, continue to put on a little bit more weight and uh, just continue to be a student of the game. They uh, they like my special teams work, of course, and uh, so I just have to come in and continue to prove to them that uh, I can play on defense too. It, uh, you guys, I mentioned a little bit of the secondary. Obviously, Smoke Monday, you know, Roger McCreary, uh, he's coming back. Christian Tutt, I saw he put his name in the hat and then said, oh, I might actually come back now and play. So uh, pretty cool to see, uh, you know, some of those guys coming back, like we mentioned earlier. But uh, what was the recipe for success this year? Was it having all those guys that you all have played together, uh, you know, for a handful of years and having such a veteran secondary that helped this year? Uh, yeah, I feel like that helped a lot. But just – I feel like going back to what I said about us being close as a team, we we wanted to help each other. If we, we saw somebody was struggling, it wasn't just the coach going over to help them. It was two or three guys that's playing, me, Smoke, Jamie, Roger, anybody. We're trying to help anybody and just help everybody understand better because we understand that, like, the freshmen that came in, they were coming into a corona year. Like, we've never experienced it. So we know their heads were spinning even worse than ours were. 
So uh, just being there for for the next teammate and trying to help him out, and that, that helped out a lot. I feel like. I know the saying, uh, "Iron sharpens iron." When you go up against the good guys, you you tend to you know makes you better. What was it like at practice going up against guys like Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz? I know Eli Stove is out there with you this week. Uh, yep. I mean, that's three of the best, uh, you know, from number one, number two, number three receivers at Auburn. That's got to be the best trio you guys have had in a while. Oh yeah, those guys amazing in practice. They they in practice is like a game. We turn up, we out there, we talking stuff to each other. So we're always out there trying to make make each other better and uh, being able to go against guys like Seth. Sports and uh, Eli in practice daily. They, that's a major plus. Like a lot of teams, they don't have guys that can, that they can practice with and get better like that with every day. What did you make of the the year that Tank Bigsby had? And did you ever, did you have to tackle him at practice at all? Uh, yeah, I had to tackle him a couple of times. He was always <laughs> mad. He couldn't get away from me. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a, that's an amazing player. Uh, he told me when he came in, he was like, <laughs> he said, "JP, I'm gonna show y'all boys something this year." And uh. Of course, me, he coming in as a person. I'm thinking my back of the head, okay, yo, you going to get SEC ball, you're going to get hit in your mouth. <laughs> but no, nah, Tank came out there and he sold or something. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to see the rest of his future and see what he does. Yeah, he looks uh, he looks poised for big things in years to come in the, in the SEC. Uh, your general thoughts on the new coaching staff. Obviously, you're 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 heading to the next level, but uh, with Brian Harson coming in from from Boise and Derek Mason, obviously a very well respected coach uh, at Vanderbilt, he's coming in and now as the defensive coordinator and you know offensive coordinator Mike Bobo. Those are some proven names. Uh, what are you hearing from uh, at least the the early signs of the new coaching staff there at Auburn? Uh, I, I haven't heard much. I haven't heard from the coaching staff a bunch since I, I declare it being that they're new. But I have heard from like Coach Coach Mason and uh, even Coach Etheridge, the DB coach. Uh, and just, just from talking to those guys, I feel like they're in good hands. They have nothing to worry about. They have some good morals. You know, they, they, they're trying to get a good game plan to get a season, uh, a great season going forward. So uh, I'm excited and a little anxious to see, see what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure Coach Mason was probably trying, hey, Jordan, come back one more year, man. I could use you yeah. with some of the other guys here. What about <laughs> what about Coach Steele? I mean, we, we, we hear how well-respected he is from around the country and across the SEC and just seemed like a player's coach. You guys wanted to play so hard for him, and obviously he took over as the, the interim coach for the bowl game and after Coach Malzahn was let go. But uh, what was it like playing for Coach Steele on that defense? Uh, it was it was great, Coach Steele. He was a he's a player's coach. He's always checking on us, trying to make sure we're okay. And uh, one second, I'm sorry. He's always trying to check on us and uh, just make sure we're okay. And you feel me? He understands that in order for us to play good, we're gonna have to feel good about everything. So just playing under him, it, it was a level of comfort. So what do you do now, Jordan, with him going to Tennessee? Do you root for him, or you just say, "Hey, Coach, I like you, but uh, when you guys play Auburn, uh, we're not we're not rooting for you." That's what I'm happy to do. I'm happy to root for every game of the year but one. <laughs> Last thing for you, Jordan. Obviously, uh, you know you guys got the better of of Alabama a year ago in in the Iron Bowl this year. They 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 got you guys. What was it like going up against some of the the talent? Obviously, Devontae Smith winning the Heisman. You don't like to give credit to Alabama, but uh, that guy had a really really special year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, and yeah, you don't want to give credit to Alabama, but you give credit <laughs> when it's due. So. <laughs> And man, he had a he had an amazing amazing year. They had a uh, his couple guys on that team. You feel me? That uh, yeah, they really came out and balled out. They had some athletes and made some plays. Got to give it to them. Hats off. <laughs> 
Last thing for you, Jordan, uh, as you get ready for the next level, um, and obviously you're going through the College Gridiron uh, Showcase, so what are you hearing? I mean, are you hearing that you know middle round pick? What, what are you hearing so far from scouts that saying uh, you know maybe where you might go, or do you not pay attention to that? Are you saying, look, I just got to go out and do what I can best here and, and let my play and, and pro day and all that speak for itself? Yeah, that's, that's how I've been looking at it. I don't, I don't ever want to get too far into numbers and where I'm going to go because I feel like that's just a distraction. I just want to go out there and, and let my work do the talking. And I'm I'm a thousand percent confident that once they see me work, they're going to want me on a team. All 32 teams. <laughs> Well, Jordan, uh, we really appreciate it, man. Congrats on a uh, on a great career. You guys really accomplished a lot. Won a ton of games there at Auburn, and man, even even in what was considered a down year at Auburn, you guys still won six games. So that's uh, yeah. that's pretty darn impressive. Congrats on the career, man, and uh, best of luck uh, moving forward. All right, most definitely. Thank you. All right, there he is, Jordan Peters of the Auburn Tigers, and now uh, out there in Fort Worth, getting ready for the uh, College Gridiron Showcase, trying to showcase what he can do. Uh, at the next level, impress some uh, some NFL teams, and as we mentioned, I mean, uh, tons of scouts from all kinds of different professional levels out there. Where uh, you talk about the Canadian Football League, you talk about uh, 31 of the 32 NFL teams are represented out there. So, a great chance to uh, meet with some teams and meet with some football execs, and um, you know, really try to impress them uh, while you're out there. Appreciate Jordan Peters from the Auburn Tigers joining us. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Every week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing NBA players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. Run along here, locked on SEC, and uh, been having some fun catching up with a lot of the guys out at the uh, College Gridiron Showcase. Bunch of SEC guys out there, and let's be honest, SEC develops the best talent. We put the most guys in the NFL, so clearly there's going to be a lot of guys out there at the Gridiron Showcase meeting with a lot of uh, professional football teams, uh, scouts from NFL teams, the CFL, a bunch of different professional leagues, and one of the guys out there hoping to get a good read on what he needs to do to get ready for the next level is Jerry Jacobs, formerly of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and he joins us now. Jerry, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm glad you guys have um, gave me an opportunity to be on here. Absolutely, man. Let me uh, start with this. You you uh, you came to Arkansas this year, but prior to that, you had played a couple years at uh, at Arkansas State. You've been a community college. Prior to that, what was the biggest change in your mind going from from community college to Arkansas State, and then eventually to a program like Arkansas? Uh, it was just a little different, you know, going from um, Sun Belt to the SEC. You know, playing against a um, different competition. That's the only thing that really was different about that. But um, the state too. Fayetteville from Jonesboro a little different as well. So you play in a in a handful of games this year for Arkansas, and you, you played pretty well. I mean, 17 tackles you racked up in, in four games. Ultimately, you decided to, to opt out and just kind of start focusing on preparing for the next level. Let our listeners know, because I know a lot of Arkansas fans on social media, they're not very nice sometimes, but you know that's that's that just means they're passionate. It's like a lot of schools across the SEC. But what, what led to that decision for you? Um... My ankle, um, I got an ankle injury on my um, right side, but it wasn't really that um, decision. Um, just a lot of stuff going back home with coronavirus, man. I just wanted to um, 
And I already had caught it during the season, so I just wanted to get away from that, man. I thought talked to my family. I think that was the best decision to make. How, how so that's, di- um, that's really came with that. Yeah, how difficult was that? I mean, you know, obviously a lot of guys made the decision to opt out before the season and said, look, you know, this is going to be tough. I mean, you had games postponed, games moving. I mean, it was it was craziness throughout the year. Um, what was that like, at least getting started? And, man, some weeks not even knowing if you were going to play or not. Man, it was just different, man. Coronavirus, man, made the season like this year all different, man. I wish it was just blown away, man. It probably would have made the season way better, but um, it really was just affecting a lot of people, a lot of toes, because a lot of people got family, you know, older family at home that they trying to build around that they can't even be around because of coronavirus. So, like, it played a major role on, like, if this season going to go on or if this season wasn't. So, it affected a lot of people in a lot of ways, different ways. In your time when you were at Arkansas, what did you make of the new coaching staff? Because, look, let's be honest. I mean, coming into the season, a lot of people said, you know, expectations. Arkansas may not win a game. I mean, that's what people were saying. And, uh, you know, some people questioning the hire of Sam Pittman. And I think uh, the team kind of answered a lot of the haters. Sam Pittman and and uh, coordinator Barry Odom and, and that defense played really well at times. Uh, what was it like and what did you make of the, the coaching staff as a whole this year? Oh, man, it's no love going on lost, man. I love all them coaches over there at Arkansas, man. Them coaches really showed me the way of winning. Like, I was winning at Arkansas State, but, like, I really joined the, a team that, like, Arkansas, you know, we finally got our first SEC win. I was a part of that. So, that was um, that was ha- I was happy about that. But um, Barry Odom and Coach Pittman, man, them great dudes, man. They, they really invest in you very well. And, like, they really invested in me. So, I never took that for granted, and I always – you know, tell them, uh, tell them guys, like, thank you for everything because, like, you know, without them, I probably wouldn't even be here because they would, you know, they gave me a shot. So I always, just, um, it's no love lost. Coach Pittman, man, we talk every other day or something. We just always just, he asked me how things going. You know, he wished he had me for the season, things like that, man. No love lost here, but much love for all them guys over there. Great coaches. You, you did play in the Ole Miss game where uh, Matt Corral threw six interceptions. How'd you not get one of those, man? Come on, get one of them. <laughs> man, honestly, honestly, that's when I was coming out the Auburn game on with the ankle. Yeah, and, uh, I ain't practiced that whole week, and they, um, you know, if you don't practice, you can't really get out there. So he was throwing me out there when he needed me. The whole plan was to, if he needed me, to get out there because it was a freshman and walking on just starting that week. If he needed me, I get out there. So it was really, really for me to play that week. But I got in a couple times, but. I'm mad that I didn't get no pick. I know he threw it, he threw it up to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, he obviously finished the season strong, and so it just goes to show how good your defense was in that game against uh, against Matt Corral. Hudson Clark obviously had uh, three of those interceptions that day. What do you make of a lot of those guys announcing that that they're going to come back from you know Grant Morgan saying he's coming back to now uh, I saw Hayden Henry saying he's coming back. Uh, that That defense should be pretty loaded next year, right? I ain't gonna lie, yeah, yeah. Hey, they did the best thing, Arkansas. Y'all, Arkansas finna be on the roll. Y'all stay tuned. All them guys coming back, are some beasts. So they're gonna do pretty good out there, man. Grant Morton's gonna start off with the leader. You know, he's a great leader, and he's gonna do his thing. He's a great captain and everything. So all them guys are coming back, man. They're gonna play a major role in getting these Ws. So they might win a lot of games this year, not a couple, a lot. Stay tuned. Is it uh, kind of fun to have one of your teammates out there with you uh, going through this whole process, Xavier Kelly, uh, the D-lineman out there too? Yeah, that's my boy, man. We, he every time I see him, bro, he always, hey, 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 man, I wish I would have finished the season with him. But, yeah, it's, it's so good up here just to hang out with him, man, you know, just talk about everything, missing each other. So, yeah, it's great. He's a great dude, man. 
glad to be here with him. For uh, some Arkansas fans who might be listening who are optimistic about next year, obviously Felipe, he's on his way to the Senior Bowl to do his thing. But K.J. Jefferson really looked good in that in that spot start against Missouri. Didn't go the way you guys wanted. But uh, what do you think of K.J. Uh, if he is the starter next year and, and how good the Arkansas offense can be next year? That boy up next. And it's KJ up next. It's his turn. That boy a dog, man. Big Cam Newton. I call that boy Cam Newton. That's my boy. Um, but the rest of key players that y'all ain't seen yet that that's coming out is um Tyson Morris. He coming back here, receiver. He ain't announced that yet. Mike Woods gonna have a big explosion this year, man. Trey Trey Smith gonna run that thing. So y'all <laughs> y'all stay on that boy um trail right there. They gonna have man Trey Lance Burke too. I mean, it's a lot of dudes on that side of the ball that gonna really. Get uh, get first team all SEC next year, so y'all stay tuned on that side of the ball. Offense got a little squad over there now. Yeah, if your name's Traylon and you play on the Arkansas uh, offense, you're pretty darn good. They got a couple of them over there talking with uh, Jerry Jacobs, uh, former Arkansas Razorback. Uh, wh- what did you like most about Coach uh, Sam Pittman? Because everybody says he's he's a player's coach, but but what did you personally like most most about Coach Pittman? Man, he really invests in you. It's not even about him just being a coach. He makes sure you. Straight off the field, on the field, all that, like, his investment in you is what really made me come there. Like, just the way he just gave me the opportunity and know what I've been through and know what, how, what I'm coming off an injury and still gave me the opportunity just because he's seen a couple things of me, man. Just tell him that um, dude, man. Coach Pittman, man, he, so much love here for him, man, so much. But he's a great dude, great coach as well. Did he drop any yes sirs on you? That's his tagline. That's what he says on his Twitter video. Yes, sir. That's what he does. Oh, no, 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 no. He, he, he dropped a couple of them in team practice, but he ain't never just dropped one solo with. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry Jacobs, uh, best of luck to you, man. Congrats on a, on a, on a crazy career that, uh, look, you end up in the right place. And in normal circumstances, uh, you know, you wish things could have gone better. But, hey, man, uh, everything happens for a reason. And uh, I, I, you're battle-tested, man. You've been in three different places, and now you're ready to go to the next level. Best of luck to you, man, and uh, we'll be rooting you on, okay? Thank you so much, man. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. Thanks so much. This is Jerry Jacobs, former uh, defensive back at uh, at Arkansas. And look, I know some people might not, you might not be a fan of, uh, you know, him opting out in the middle of the season. And a couple guys did that for the Arkansas this year. But on the flip side, you got some young freshmen, some more playing time. And, uh, and look, Jerry tells you right there, it was coronavirus, it was his ankle, it was all that kind of combined. He had to make the best decision for himself. And, uh, and now I think you're rooting for him. And, and, uh, Obviously, a really, uh, really cool guy there. Hope, uh, hope him, wish him the best rather at the uh, the next level. Jerry Jacobs, there, former Arkansas Razorback. Rolling along here, locked on SEC. We'll be catching up with a lot of former uh, SEC football players this week. Is there's a handful of them up in. Fort Worth, Texas at the College Gridiron Showcase, trying to showcase their talents for the next level. Tons of scouts across the NFL, the CFL, several different uh, professional football leagues, all those guys trying to take their talents to the next level. And one guy who will be doing so is Xavier Kelly, defensive lineman out of Arkansas. And uh, Xavier, what's going on, man? You're a guy who's uh, who's been around. You, you what? You started your career at Clemson and you end up at, at uh, Arkansas, and now it's time to take your talents to the next level. How's it going this week? Yes, sir. It's going well. Um, you know, just being at this event, meeting all the guys, and um, 
you know, talking to all the NFL scouts, um, you know, making those connections. Everything's been well. I know you're you're a big guy, six five, over three hundred pounds. What's uh, what are most of the scouts kind of telling you that, that that maybe you need to work on? Is it just kind of staying in shape and staying in football shape while you get ready for the next level? Um, it's, we really didn't get too deep in that. Um, you know, it was kind of just um, you know, introduction, getting to know me, um, getting to know my personal life, um, you know how, you know how my college career went and, and things like that. Any any weird questions you've been asked yet? I know it's always they, they always try to test you with some of those psychological questions. Uh, no, I, don't, I didn't get any weird, any weird questions. Um, they're kind of just um, straightforward questions. You know, like um, you know, did you have both both parents in the family? Um, what what major? You know, what 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 um, major I graduated with? Uh, all of that things yeah. like that. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they want to test you, and it's like you're on a you're on a bus going downhill. You know, what do you what do you do and that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I got to ask you, man. You you guys had a heck of a a year. I know the record isn't what you guys wanted it to be, but you know, basically coming into the season, everybody was saying, "Oh, Arkansas, they may not win a game, and they're going to be bottom of the barrel." I think Coach Sam Pittman really did a fantastic job, and obviously bringing in two really good hires on, on the offensive and defensive side. But let's start there. What was it like playing for? for both Coach Odom as your defensive coordinator and then, of course, Coach, of course, Coach Pittman as your head coach? Oh, it was great. You know, um, both, both those guys, one thing that both of those guys are really good at, those coaches are really good at, is um, motivating the team and, and making, them a team, making the team believe that we can do it. And, um, you know, because at the end of the day, um, we're all human. We all beat the same. So what separates us? And, and uh, I believe both of those coaches did a great job of instilling that in the whole team. You know, just um, you know, making us realize that um, you know, if we can believe, we can achieve anything we want. I've seen uh, a lot of your uh, your fellow teammates have been announced, like guys that we thought, okay, you know, Arkansas is going to lose a lot, a lot of seniors, but seeing a lot of the guys announcing that they're coming back. Uh, what did you make of guys like Grant Morgan and some of those other guys saying that they, they want to come back for another year? Oh yeah, that, that's going to be great. Um, you know, um, that would definitely. Be- be a chance for them to not only improve their draft stock, but um, to to keep that leadership on the team. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind that you know those guys are going to make the team um, better, and they're going to push the young guys. And you know they those guys set the standard. I saw the uh, the offensive line. Everybody's coming back on that side as well. I guess big questions will be for uh, you know the the quarterback spot. What'd you see out of KJ Jefferson? I know he made the the one start uh, this year, and he he's played a little bit in the past before. But when Felipe got hurt, what'd you make of uh, KJ stepping in? Oh man, he's he's a dog. You know uh, KJ, he's he's very talented, very athletic, and um, you know uh, and he has a great attitude as well. Um, you know he comes to practice every day. And he works hard, and you can tell he wants to get better. Uh, I, I I really expect a great year out of him next season. I know you guys, uh, you know, you go up against one another at practice. So, what was it like uh, as a defense? One having to slow down Traylon Smith in the in the backfield, but then also uh, some of your DBs having to cover cover a guy like Traylon Burks. I mean, both those guys had really nice years for you. Oh, they definitely did. Uh, you know, those guys make the team better, and you know, uh, they make us better. We make them better. So. It's just um, it's just a cycle every day, and we just get each other better um, every day in practice. What what do you make of the season you guys had overall? I mean, obviously you played some really tough opponents down the stretch. I thought y'all competed very well. I mean, you hung in there with Auburn, you hung in there with A and M, um, and you know even Mizzou. You end up in that shootout. It doesn't go your way. But what did you make of the season overall for you guys? 
Um, I think this season was, um, you know, this season really let let the new, you know, this is a brand new Arkansas, you know, brand new coaching staff, and I think this coaching staff has, um, you know, just going through those games, having those battles, um, it proved to it proved to ourselves that you know we could we can play with every with anybody. So um, I think if anything, um, it just it just uh, built up confidence throughout the whole team. How disappointed were the guys that uh, the bowl game gets canceled? I mean, basically almost last minute against TCU. I'm I'm looking forward to Xavier, my New Year's Eve plans. I'm like, I'll watch TCU, <laughs> Arkansas, and the Texas yeah. Bowl, and then to find out it gets canceled, it was pretty disappointing. Right. What, what were the guys saying? Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, um, a lot of guys were definitely disappointed, especially, um, you know, some of the seniors on the team, you know, have never been to a bowl. So, you know, um, you know I, I, I felt um, for those guys as well, um, no, it was it was sad, uh, you know. And we've been preparing. We we prepared very hard um, all week in practice, and uh, you know we were 100 percent locked in and ready to go to play the bowl game. And just to get that news was just devastating for everybody. Talking with Xavier Kelly of uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and uh, you did get a sack in there. Was that on uh, who'd you sack for Tennessee this year? Oh yeah, that, I did get a sack. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was my first sack in that. In the SEC, so that was that was an exciting moment. Um, you know, I had to put it on. <laughs> I had to put it on Instagram. <laughs> what uh, you, you, I mentioned earlier, you transferred from from Clemson. When you watch those guys and, and, and still playing, obviously you're familiar with a, a lot of those guys out there. Uh, are you rooting for Clemson? Do you root for those guys, or is it kind of eh? I left there. I, I don't root for them anymore. No, um, there's definitely no. Definitely um, no bad blood between um, anybody. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, definitely no bad, bad blood between anybody. Uh, you know, those guys uh, will always be my brothers for life. Um, yeah, there was no personal reasons why I transferred uh, from Clemson. So, you know, um, I'm always rooting for for um, my brothers. And same thing with Arkansas. I'll always be rooting for them as well. So, uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I don't have anything against Clemson at all. Yeah, at least uh, at least they didn't win it all. It would have been bittersweet if they won it all this year. You're like, ah, oh, damn, right when I left. But hey, <laughs> hey, at least they uh, at least they, they they got man, they they got beat down a little bit by Ohio State. Uh, what did you make of? Uh, obviously, you guys played against Alabama, uh, you know, late in the season, right, uh, right before the SEC championship game, and they got the better of you. But what did you make of that team? I mean, does it does it kind of justify it a little bit in the back of your mind when they go on to win the title? You go, yeah, they beat us up, but they beat us up. Beat it, they beat up everybody. They were the best team in college football this year. Oh, yeah, they definitely have a great team. Um, you know, they had, a, they had a good year this year, and, uh, you know, they they deserve it. So, um, yeah, just uh, – yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know how to answer that, <laughs> answer that question, but, uh, yeah, they definitely had a great great year this year. Yeah, I, I just meant, you know, like you lose to a team, but then they go on to win the title. It's a little bit, well, you know, hey, it's right, justified. So we lost we lost to the best, so, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what, uh, talking with Xavier Kelly of the uh, formerly Arkansas Razorbacks, taking his game to the next level now, what do you like to do in your downtime, Xavier? Um, You know, I really have a passion for art. Um, You know, I've, I've always been drawing and on pencil and paper and even on um, a tablet with my stylist. Um. And you can um, see some of my artwork on my Instagram page, uh, Xavier Kelly 22. So you can see uh, a lot of my artwork on there. And um, that's something I like to do on my downtime. 
Awesome. When as you talk with, uh, we mentioned you talk with a lot of these scouts and get ready for the next level. Uh, where do you see yourself playing at the next level? Are you an interior guy, an outside guy, three four four three? What what, what do you like playing the most? Where come when it comes to the D line? Um, I think I can, I can do a little bit of, of it all. Um, you know, if you look um, throughout this season at, at Arkansas, I played a little bit um, on the edge and a little bit on the inside. So I um, I can definitely move around a lot. It's uh, it, the season didn't go the way you guys wanted it, but when you look back on this season, I mean, I, I, there's a lot to be uh, proud of. What, particularly when I look back at two of the more electric offenses in the in the SEC this year, you get you guys got Mississippi State right after they go in uh, Baton Rouge and beat the national champs. You hold them to just 14 points, and then a few weeks later, you know Lane Kiffin and that offense, you hold those guys to just 21 points with all the turnovers. Uh, obviously, a lot of great moments to look back on this year for you guys in that defense. Definitely, and yeah, and that just goes about what I said earlier about you know um, this new coaching staff um, helping the team build confidence. You know, there was there was no team that we were afraid of, afraid to play or anything. So, um, you know, each team we, we practice um, very well and prepare prepare with uh, focus and intensity, and um, you know we we weren't afraid of anybody. We we weren't going to back it down to anybody. So. That's just, uh, as he says, a lot. The pride of Wichita, Kansas, the number one player coming out of the state of uh, Kansas when he was out of high school. Now a full college career behind him, five years in college. Time to move on, time to move on to the next level. Uh, Xavier, congrats on a, on a great career, man, and uh, best of luck to you at the next level, and uh, we'll definitely be following your career, man. All right, thank you. Thanks so much. It's uh, Xavier Kelly of uh, formerly of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and now moving on to the next level and hoping to uh, hear his name called in a couple of months in the NFL draft and uh, talking with a lot of the uh, NFL scouts and different folks out there in uh, Fort Worth as part of the uh, college uh, gridiron showcase where a handful of SEC guys out there. We're talking with uh, catching up with a bunch of them. So good to talk with uh, Xavier Kelly. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My thanks to Jeff Sharon giving us the UCF perspective on Danny White, the new Tennessee athletic director. Also thanks to Jordan Peters, former Auburn DB, joining us. And, of course, Jerry Jacobs and Xavier Kelly from Arkansas. A reminder, on Monday we'll catch up with Auburn wide receiver Eli Stove. You don't want to miss that. We will talk to you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.